Welcome back to Life and Godliness with Phil. I am your host, Phil Gashao. I'm always uh, super excited to have you here every week after week after week. And so, happy new month, right? It's the first episode of the month, February, and I'm so excited. Um, I don't know how you guys felt. I felt like January was just... It ended in a second. <laughs> I don't know about it just ended suddenly it was not there anymore and uh <laughs> um uh, I was a bit confused uh of how quick that one went I think maybe it's because we have become better at managing our money because the only reason January usually feels like it's longer than <laughs> any other month it's because we are not we were not good managers of our money uh we would eat all of the money during the December festivities and now it's January 5th and our bills are staring at us in the face <laughs> actually you know the only thing i really like and appreciate about December holidays is because there's you know you don't cook a lot yeah the whole december you're at nani's house and the other person's house there's you know you're at this in-laws you're on this side of the family you're at your you know the person's house and all that stuff and there's a lot of festivities there's a lot of being hosted and hosting so you don't end up like finishing the shopping for december so it kind of <laughs> moves into january that's how we are able to survive <laughs> january after january but i have to be honest i feel like there was just a better mood of financial management this year and and this january cuz like i didn't hear a lot of complaints even with my circle of friends and even like uh, in the places i've been i don't know about you if you had some complaints on your side maybe y'all need to come and hang out with us <laughs> so that we can give you a few tips on 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 managing um your finances and organizing yourself nonetheless thank you for being here um and uh um I'm, I'm hopeful for the new month this is a month of love you know january is usually the month of pressure financial pressure but now february is more in on do you have someone are you loved are you loving are they yours are you the side piece and all that <laughs> my goodness uh so there's a lot of that there's a lot of 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 pressure this month but i hope um other than the fact that you want or we are all in need of someone to love us i just want to bring it over here that christ loved you so come on somebody he loved us so <laughs> I know this is not the kind of love you're looking for this year this this fine month uh but uh he loves <clears throat> the lord loves us as you can hear I still there are still traces of my cold in my body and in my system but um we are going to get through it i i don't know this this cold has been a bit different this flu has been has been quite different um i'm 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 chatting a lot right now but i'm searching through my scriptures because there's a scripture I want to open uh but it does, has nothing to do with valentines and love <laughs> so don't worry this is not what this episode is going to be about but I did I've done an episode with my husband by the way um I've recorded a, an episode with my husband and I'm, I'm I hope you got, you're going to be here I hope you're going to be let me just say it's going to be next week 
<laughs> it's gonna be next week and it's a nice one i really enjoyed i should make him uh by the way this podcast was supposed to be about uh, you know for uh, for the both of us but my husband is so busy if we made it from the get-go about us we would still be in episode one because we would have never found time to actually make the podcast, right? To make episodes and all that. And you see, most of the times that we are actually together, we are either at work, on the road. And you know, it's not a podcast recording conducive environment, right? Or at home with our kids. And you know, two little boys. One is just learning how to to talk and the other one has his vocabulary on check. So there's quite a lot of noise. So there's, there, it's almost impossible to just make, to, to record podcasts. So I decided to go on ahead without him, but he's going to be making a lot of appearances over here on Life and Godliness with Phil. Thank you for being here. Um, so this is, the topic of today is, um, I don't know, I'm going to wing it. Wing it in the sense I wanted to bring on board or rather to start a conversation it's something that I feel, uh, what do I say? Um, okay, let me just put it out there. Let me just say it. So I think there is an importance for us to understand that the point of salvation, right? Accepting Christ as Lord of, of, over your life, you know, confessing with your mouth and all that, that that is not that is not the destination right it's not the destination because i i have uh I had those discussions with um people who you're trying to talk to and trying to bring them over to the lord's side and um and and talk to them and preach the gospel of christ to them and the conversation is always that you know I, I i have my life to live and i want to live that and as the days go by and maybe when i'm in my older age i can now come to christ or maybe when i get a family and i have kids now you know i'll i'll need to settle down and uh so that i can get into uh to have a little bit of you know to focus a little bit more on my family and my kids and all that um I do I do see where where how the salvation can fit into someone's picture or someone's lifelong plan and it, and it wouldn't be more like an immediate type of thing but I think why it is like that also can it has of course it, it has a hand in how salvation is preached or the gospel of Christ is preached to the people but what what is of importance is the idea of today's conversation is salvation is not the final point. This is not where life stops, you know, because you want to get to heaven, you want to avoid hell so bad. So just right before the trumpet calls, you're going to very quickly say, the, you know, Ombi uh, Latoba, and then you're going to be good to go. I believe that God created us, and it is scripture, right? Um... Or rather, let me start from the point that salvation is just but the beginning of the life that is ahead because it is from salvation, uh, accepting and confessing that the work of the cross, the finished work of the cross, it was for you and that you believe and trust in Jesus Christ. And now as a result of that, 
to live your life in accordance to the word and, and uh, to the word of God and then we will get to heaven right we will get to heaven because the whole concept of heaven is not does not happen because we want you to get to heaven so badly you know like you know all the rip messages and people say you know god loved we loved you but god loved you more and so he took you to be with himself we are quite unsure by the way we are very unsure if of your placement on this earth or in eternity what we can know for sure is that you are this kind of a person here on earth and maybe that can help us to translate where you are going. We are not sure, but we can make our own assumptions and do a bit of translations here and there, right? But I wanted to have this conversation or to table the conversation that salvation is not the end point. Salvation is just but the beginning of a life uh, that also goes on towards eternity. Because if it was the end point, then we would miss the mark of the sanctification process. We, when we believe in the cross, then the process of being sanctified and being made like Christ begins. That's where the process begins. It can't begin. There is no good work outside of salvation. There is no good life. There, are, there is no good behavior. There is no good uh, traits outside of salvation. Good traits are not going to get us to heaven. Good traits are not going to help us to spend eternity in heaven. Um, salvation through Christ and now as a result of the salvation through Christ and then the good works, good works as a, salva- as, a, as, a, as a result of salvation are what will get us to heaven. And so we cannot, we cannot miss, we cannot do the good works and think that that's enough. We have to believe the door is Christ. The door is Christ. The door to eternity is Christ. And then the good works can follow. And so we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. It has been done once and for all. There is no more. So sanctification begins because of the offering of the body of Christ. So once we have begun this process of salvation, or rather once we have accepted Christ um, as our Lord and Savior, then he picks it up from there through the Holy Spirit. By the way, if salvation was enough, Angetufiam Salabani, okay, <laughs> he would have died on the cross and then that would have been enough and there would be no need to leave the Holy Spirit. But he left the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit would now continue the work of sanctification, the process of sanctification, correcting us, rebuking us, and guiding us right without the holy spirit okay if there was no need for sanctification if there was no need for a life other uh, 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 after we have we have received christ uh, in our lives then the holy spirit would be left there would be no need for the holy spirit what is the purpose of the holy spirit right uh, check out john um i think it's 1415 around 1415 there um let me just quickly turn there and, 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 and chat with you on that for a moment. Uh, uh, the, I think 16 talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, that's where we are. John 16 says, um, I, I, um, uh, yes, verse 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. 
For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So it is to our advantage. Because if Christ goes, then we would have nobody to help us to sanctify us. Yeah? Um, there would be no one now to sanctify us. There would be nothing, by no means for us to be sanctified and for us to be made more and more like Christ. But now he's saying it is to our advantage that he goes because now the one who, whose, whose role, whose docket for sanctification lies in is going to come, right? And so nevertheless, um, we, it is to our advantage. Yeah? And verse 8 continues to say, and when he comes, right? This is his work. When he comes, this is what sanctification is all about, guys. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And then it's broken down, right? Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because... Um, I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Right there, right there, we will see him no longer. But we constantly need someone who will remind us of the work, the finished work of the cross and all what he did for those three years that he was here. Right? Um, uh, because he's not going to be here anymore, we need someone to convict us of righteousness, concerning righteousness. And the third of all, concerning judgment, to keep reminding us that... There is heaven, there is hell, and there is the ruler of all, and it is Jesus Christ. Because the ruler of, the, of this world is judged, and he has been defeated by the cross, the finished work of the cross. And so that is why we need, that's what sanctification is all about. And so we cannot say that salvation is a means to an end. It's just but the beginning, because then now once we come to Christ, we have, uh, we have entered this doorway with possibilities of the Holy Spirit coming down now and now showing us the way, convicting us about the sin of this world, convicting us about righteous living and about judgment. And we need that. The Spirit of truth now comes and guides us. Verse 13, still, we're still on John chapter 16, right? Verse 13 goes on to say, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Why? Because the, the ruler of this world, yes, the ruler of this world is a, is, is a father of deception. He is the father of deception. And so we need the spirit of truth to show us, uh, to guide us into all truth. Why? Because he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things are, that are to come. I love it because we are now being told here that we will be accessing the prophetic. Once we have the spirit of truth, we can access the prophetic. And I think I've talked about this in another podcast. I am big on the prophetic. Why? Because I know that God has not left us alone here on this earth for us to just live. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> a life of guesswork. God doesn't want us to live a life guessing. He wants us to live a life uh, aware of what's to come and trusting in what's to come. Why? Because we can have faith and trust in the spirit of God whom, who has access of what's to come. The spirit of God has uh, access to what's, uh, what's to come. He will declare to us the things that are to come. We have access to, to the prophetic. But that's not the podcast for today. Today's podca podcast is to show us and to... Um, <clears throat> my goodness, <laughs> my voice, where is it going? 
Uh, today's podcast, or rather today's episode, is, is to highlight to us that there is a process of sanctification that is spirit-led. And if we refuse this process of sanctification, then we might not end up in heaven. We might, we might miss the mark. We might miss the mark altogether. We might not be reunited with our Savior altogether. Why? Because we said, yes, I believe in Christ and I believe in the finished work of the cross. But we have gone back to our own lives. But we are being told here now that the Spirit of God, he comes to do those three, three things to convict us of sin. So you have accepted and you have told God to wipe away your sin and to give you and welcome you into this new life. So then what after that? You're not going to die. You're not dying after, after, after the sinner's prayer. No, you have your whole life ahead of you. But what is it that will guide you into living your life in a manner that you will still end up to heaven when the trumpet sounds or if you leave this earth before the trumpet sounds? What will be your guide? It is the spirit of truth. He's going to be convicting you on the sin of this world. He's going to be showing you that that's not the kind of people you should be around. That's not the kind of things you should be watching. That's not the kind of things that you should be seeing. This is not the kind of books to be reading. These are not the kind of people to stay around. He's going to be convicting us. The spirit of truth does the work of sanctification in us, but we constantly refuse this process of sanctification. We want God to fit in our salvation, but we don't want to fit in what salvation really is. You know what is so tremendous and so exciting and beautiful to see is that it is people that called the apostles or rather the followers of Christ Christians. Why? Because they acted the same way that guy Christ acted. <coughs> and I don't know why my voice is trying to disappear on me on here on this podcast. So this they saw them act like him. They saw him behave like him. They saw them pray like, like, like him. They saw them, uh, you know, fast like him. They saw him speak oracles like him. They saw him perform in miracles, signs and wonders like him. Oh my God, I'm preaching to myself on here. And when they saw them do things and behave like Christ, they call them Christians. But you know what's happening in today's age? We are calling ourselves Christians without any Christ-like behavior. Oh my goodness. We are so vile. We are living in our own ways, in our own patterns. I think I came here to preach today. <laughs> this ain't a podcast no more. This is the sermon that you needed. But this is so interesting to see that, oh my goodness, if you see um, the Christians, you know, the people with the bio, uh, you know, uh, uh, Christian, uh, people with the word Christian on their bio is, 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 is a shock because the word Christian should be after the fact that you behave Christ-like. That's in Acts, right? It's in Acts that they were called Christians. It's in Acts that, we, that, that, they, that they were given that name. And it is because they behaved and reminded the people who they were with that they look like... I'm trying to find it in my... It's chapter 11. By the way, my second, born, my, my second son is called Christian. And so it's more of a prophetic. For me, it's a prophecy. But let me not talk about that now. Acts 11 verse 26 and when he had found and when 
he had found him he brought him to antioch we're talking about paul right he had brought him to antioch for a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people write this this is where we are at and in antioch the disciples were fast called christians this is chapter 11 this is months way after way after jesus has uh, as, as, as has resurrected and ascended descended and ascended uh, to heaven he has already ascended to heaven the disciples are now being dubbed christians and by the way this word christian was not supposed to was more of like um, you know they were being made fun of they were being ridiculed with the word christians you know these ones are trying to act like him because their behaviors their character was now like the christ who had been crucified so because the guy had been crucified and had died in the eyes of men they were being ridiculed that even they will be you know it's a means to an end the guy died and he was saying he's the the, the lord of all creation he's the savior of the world and he died and so they were being ridiculed with the word christians but now it's a name that we take so much pride in why because it's the name upon it's on upon this name come on somebody that every knee will bow i'm telling you i think this is a whole sermon and I thought this was going to be an episode of podcast, but we are on here preaching. Come on, Phil. But this is it. They were called Christians because of the way they looked like. And so how can we then be confident to call ourselves Christians um, um, uh, on this earth? And it is when we allow the Holy Spirit to do the work, the actual work of sanctifying us by convicting us of our sin, convicting us on righteous living and convicting us on judgment, the Lord's judgment, which would be at the end of the age, we have been assured that judgment is coming. But before we get to judgment, men and women of God, listen to me. Listen to me, guys, before we get to judgment, because as soon as we get born again, we want to look at the judgment and say, oh, so we are going to go straight. Before we get to judgment, that should not uh, leave our eyes. That should not leave our minds, right? Let's think on judgment. But remember, the Holy Spirit is there and he's accessible for you and me for us to be convicted away from sinful living. The Holy Spirit is there and he is willing to convict us from sinful living. He is ready and willing to convict us from unrighteous ways. He's willing. He's ready. He's available. He's there for that job. That is why he has been left behind. And so, brethren, let us not see salvation as the means to an end. That's not where it's supposed to end. You are not born again. You are not a Christian because you have accepted Christ in your life. You are a Christian because, come on, somebody, you are a Christian because you are exuding the behaviors, the words, the actions, the, 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 the way of living like Christ did when he was on earth. For those 33 years, we are looking like him. That's what Christian is. That's what Christian is all about. What does it mean to be a Christian? Probably that's how we should title this, this podcast. The episode today is, what does it mean to be a Christian? Is it to accept him on the cross, crucified for you and I? 
Or is it to fully go a step further and say what he did, I will do. What he said, I will, I will do. I will say what he stood upon, I, I will stand upon. But we have brought our own rules to the Christianity. And that's why Christian, you know, the, today's Christian living is, is a mess. My goodness, would Christ be associated with what we are standing upon? Is, are the values and, and, and the things that our churches go for and go by, the things that Christ would associate with him, uh, associate himself with uh, now? My goodness, we need to be keen and to understand what the scriptures have told us. To be a Christian is to be like Christ. It is not to associate yourself with some faith because your, your, your dad and mom, uh, they raised you a Christian and they made you go to church. That's good for them because they did their part. But your part now as an adult, your part now that you have come to the understanding and the awareness is to say, you know what? I need to act like Christ so that I can be Christian. Christian means I am like Christ. The things that they saw him do. I, th I think I'm pondering this on your heads quite a lot. Eh? I hope this, this is getting to us. And I'm not just saying this from a point of seated on a, on a big high seat saying that y'all are the ones. I'm, I'm included in this. I'm included in this, guys. This, this, this is a, some self-work that I need to do for me to stand and say, I am a Christian. I am born again believer, going to heaven, believing on the finished work of the finished work of, of the cross is to actually say that can you see you you can find when you search my life when you search my talk when you search my thoughts when you search my history on my ig or on my desktop you will find stuff that look like christ you will almost find a copy and paste you will see, if not a copy and paste, you will see a desire to be Christ-like. You will see effort, not only on desire, but you will see effort to be Christ-like. And so uh, uh, I just want us to understand what it means to bear the name Christian. I just want us to see, and, and gosh, this is so prophetic for me because my husband and I named our, our, our second born son Christian. He, and, and for us, we were prophesying and we keep prophesying upon his life that Christ-like tendencies, Christ-like behaviors will be seen in his life. Uh, his name was given to us prophetically, but other than that, it is something that we desire. And this is something that I desire for myself as well. Not only will I just be a preacher, a pastor, you know, a podcaster, a mom, a businesswoman, a realtor, you know, all these things that I can be and do and, and, and do all this stuff. I want <clears throat> whatever I go, whatever I do, Christ-likeness to be seen in my life and so that when I stand and say you know uh, at the end of the age when the trumpet sounds um, and God is on that pulpit um, uh, 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 judging my life he will see effort and he will see the desire and innate desire to be more and more like him each and every day I hope that that will be the same the case for you and you know what we're gonna end with a prayer today because this is not something that we can just desire with a while you know with this word of mouth we have to do it in the spirit so father we come before you this this day and we just want to say at this moment your word has come to us so strongly and so deeply and we desire to take the next steps we want to take the next steps you have said in your word as you were talking to us that being a Christian is not just a name that 
that we can dab upon our chest and say that I am a Christian. But to be a Christian is to be like Christ, to be like you. Oh, you died for us. Oh, you lived on this earth for 33 years and we have the blueprint on what it means to be Christ-like. Father, we know that we can want this so bad, but then we can fail to do it. Paul says, the thing that I desire to do is what I, I don't do and what I desire not to do is what I do. And so, Father, we have come to beat up our bodies this day and ask that your spirit, O oh spirit of truth, come and convict us, come and guide us concerning the ways of, of sin, concerning righteousness and concerning judgment. Help us to do the, to allow sanctification to happen in our lives. That is the only way we will see eternal life. We don't want to just enjoy our lives here on earth. We want to enjoy eternity with you, Lord. And we know that we have to go through the hardships of being purified through sanctification. Purify our minds, purify our hearts, and purify our bodies. Lord, we ask all this in faith, believing and trusting that you're going to guide us from this day onwards. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, folks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Man, man, sometimes, you know, I can come on here and, man, I do feel that that was a spirit-led episode. Why? Because... I didn't plan any of that. And so I, I, have to, I have to give credit where it's due. Sometimes I think through the topics that we're going to come and have on here on the podcast. But today, man, spirit of truth, come on, breath, breathe a fresh air into us and renew us and show us what it means to have life and godliness. I'll see you here next week. I sure hope you enjoyed that spontaneous sermon, <laughs> spirit-led, uh, God-breathed sermon that came to you over here on Life and Godliness with Phil. I'm so happy when the Holy Spirit takes captive of my mouth and does the thing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that one. I, I surely have been blessed by it because I've had time to just go back and listen to it. And I've been blessed. Wow. I hope to see you here next week. Don't forget, we are on the socials, Life and Godliness with Phil on IG. And my personal handle is phil.gashau. I hope to see you there. Follow us on there so that we can continue our conversations from here on out. Love you guys.